Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <laughs> 31. 24. Florida State. Finally. Finally. Takes back what was theirs. That is the conference. That is their identity. And that is kind of the very DNA of what this program was. And it was always slapping around the pukes in the orange and the white. My God, it was not without its drama. We will talk about it. But Adam, I just want to say for my people on video... That this conference belongs again to the big dogs. <laughs> My God, what an emotional dump, a roller coaster. I, I just, I want to talk about the game. We'll get into the finer points of what was and wasn't working. But my God, when you needed the response, both offensively at the very end with your superstar receiver, with a great throw, converting. <clears throat> Converting when it mattered most on a on a pass concept that had been a little spotty for you in the second half. But my God, when you needed it, they went down. They had the ball first. Your defense, third and two. And guess what did it for you on that third down? Perimeter tackling. I thought that they adjusted very well in the second half. And situationally, that defense that defense kept Florida State in the game, especially with the explosive play with Kalen Deloach. My God, what, brother, one that will live in Florida State lore. And I tell you what, they did not play perfect. But going into that environment, which was hostile, with a Clemson team that I felt was starting to gel, especially defensively, they had a mm-hmm. great game plan. Yeah. God-awful refs. Just disgusting. Disgusting performance from the referees. I don't even care. We won, but we can probably get into it. They overcame all of that and did what they said and what everyone expected them to do. Keon Coleman, how many many emojis are we tweeting out this week? Guess what, bro? It don't matter. The Knolls are on top of the conference. We got a week to just kind of marinate on it. But my God, Adam, what did you think? What a what a that's a winning. They won. They're winners. It's a different oh, yeah. program. It's a winning performance. I don't know where to start because it was it felt so negative the entire game. And it was just like you just kind of like I said in my 
um, score prediction, like you're just going to have to stay patient. Like this is not a game Clemson's going to give you. They're not going to go out there and throw this thing away. They've been playing better. I know that the, I know that everybody is uh, has attached themselves to that Duke outcome when, when kind of describing what Clemson is. You, they're not going. Like they're not going anywhere. Dabo's too good. And you went in there and you took it from them. You didn't. They didn't give it to you. You went in there and you earned it. You earned it with resolve. You earned it with toughness. Those are. I said last week that um, there's an identity problem with this team. I still think there is as far as like the offense, but when it comes to just playing football, the identity is clearly they're going to be tough as hell. And they went out there and they they fought through a lot. They fought fought through some piss poor officiating. They fought for, through some piss poor play. They fought through a team, a, 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 a raucous crowd that was that showed up. And I mean, you knew they were going to, but they went and battled through that. And it, they battled through legit emotions early in the game when I thought that, that uh, they maybe had a chance in the first half to get some more points when they were playing a little bit better offensively. I thought the emotions, they were, they were really tight. So they fought through that too. Um, it's going to be positive vibes only for me today. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about negatives. You just went and beat Clemson and Clemson like that. Ah, F all the noise. I, I I can't. We'll we'll talk about it on um we'll talk about it on film review. Like I, I don't need to see fire Adam Fuller at the end of the year in the Oh chat my god, now. dude. Get that get out, out of here. here. Get that out of here with that second half performance. Listen, yeah, they, I get it. I get it. There are things to clean up with inside releases, plays over the middle. I get that. That first half, a lot of busts. Dude, I, I cannot believe that, that is the first thing out of anybody's mouth after that second half performance you held them yeah. to seven points Will you held, Shipley, and you scored seven and you scored seven and the defense the defense yeah. tied yeah. clemson's offense and that's what we're going well, through I, and and it was in well executed blitz adam fuller you could tell changed what he was doing in the second half and got after yeah. Klubnik, and it yeah. really made a difference yeah. so you so. want to talk about that that's a mistake holding any modern college football offense particularly one that was really well coached today, I thought, by Garrett Riley mm-hmm. on the Clemson side of the ball. That's a win, dude. Your defense had a great plan. kept you in that game. They that had a great plan. You, in the game. you you know, the, the critique for me always with Adam Fuller is you know what you're going to get out of him. You know what they're going to line up and do, snap in and snap out. And Garrett Riley took advantage of that in the second half, in the first half, and he couldn't in the second half. They, no. they couldn't. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of that is because – they just started winning one-on-ones. Like, I think the secondary started realizing, hey, we can play physical too. We're allowed to. Clemson clearly is going to be allowed to, so we're going to try that. They did. So you saw the slants go away. You saw them adjust, and they took Will Shipley out of the passing game in the second half, which was amazing because he was. they were finding ways to ISO him on some of their banjo switches um, in the first half. They did a great job with that. Like, I, there's plenty to be frustrated with. I understand. I know everybody's frustrated with some of the stuff that went on. I get it. This game played out the way it really ultimately should have. Vegas told you it was a two and a half point game. I, I had a seven point. I had a seven point win. Thirty. I think I picked thirty one twenty four. Uh, so uh, I think go, I might have hit, hit it right on the head for once. Um, <laughs> after after last week's uh, it getting thrown in my face or no two yeah last week getting thrown in my face or two weeks ago I don't remember what it was but who knows um, dude I'm all discombobulated yeah. right so we we know that this team is flawed we know that but you still went and beat a really good Clemson team on the road and you knocked them out of probably knocked them out of ACC contention which is even bigger because you know now you don't have to if you do what you're supposed to do which you're in control of your destiny in the ACC 
You do what you're supposed to do. You don't have to go play them again, which means you don't have to go play the, the second best team in the conference again on a neutral site at the end of the year, which I think that's big. It's massive. It's absolutely massive. And I think that this game felt more of like when we talked about our win shares from the beginning of the yeah. of the year, we all I think we all chalked this down as a loss. Now after week one, some of those some of those expectations uh, yeah. shifted. But Clemson is gelling into, I think, this is much more representative of what they're yeah. going to be for the rest of the year. I don't yeah. know how many more games that they're going to lose. And you took it to them in their own place, man. And I swear to God, this is reality, right? No matter how much the ACC refereeing crew makes me think otherwise multiple times, and reality oftentimes feels scripted. I swear to God, I thought that Enterprise Rent-A-Car Manager kicker that they got off this week, I was telling my wife, I go, it's over. This guy that they pulled off from making sandwiches at Quiznos is going to just drive a nail through my heart. And he missed it. And Florida State wins the game. Now, I think if you want to start, we can we can talk about halves of the ball. I'm with you philosophically on offense. I think that we need to get ironed out what type of team this is. Culturally, tough as nails. I think I think, they're starting to figure some, I think they're starting to figure some stuff out there. You, I don't know if Jeremiah, Jeremiah Byers got hurt, but you saw Darius Washington in at the end. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're going to start seeing some personnel changes on offense as we go forward here and start getting back to some guys that know what they're doing out there. Jeremiah is a talented player, but we just haven't seen him put together as far as what he's supposed to be doing at all times. I don't know if he got hurt. I, I honestly, <laughs> I get so entrenched in the game. I, I miss mm-hmm. that he wasn't even on the field and Darius came in. Um, they, they've got a there's a lot to fix. We're going to talk about positives. The positives are Keon Coleman made a hell of a play there at the end God. of the game. Fought through a lot of, fought through a lot of contact throughout the game and made the play when it mattered. Johnny Wilson kept continuing to battle. I can't believe they didn't call that face mask uh, driving down there at the end of the at the end of the game. Um, the kid clearly grabbed Dustin Hill by the face mask. They they blew that. Um, yeah, you think you think Daba maybe wishes he had used the portal for her? <laughs> I think so. Because the death, once that one Wiggins kid went out, man, it was yeah. that was lights out. For, that was lights out for Keon. I, I want to say this too, like mm-hmm. why you why you collect your thoughts, um, Dabo. There there was a time I think that Dabo hated Mike Norvell, and I think Mike's earned his respect a lot. And maybe that doesn't mean anything to people like you know, Dabo. Everybody I know everybody thinks Dabo's a dweeb and all that stuff, and he, he is, is, yeah, big time. He yeah. is, but he's one of the best coaches of of what's going on right now. You can't deny that. You can't take that from him, what he's built, what he's done. And stubbornly, maybe he's impacting that right now. Maybe we'll see. I mean, I think you can certainly argue that he is. But he's still one of the best coaches of, of the 2010s and into the 20s. Like, there's no denying that. You can't take yeah. that from him. And to go and earn his respect by doing the thing, by building your program up the way you're supposed to, by doing the little things, doing the right things, building it, not building the, some of this nonsense that you see out there now, I think that speaks volumes that Mike's been able to go out there and kind of win his respect on the field. I, I thought that uh, interaction after the game was very genuine and very – I thought Dabo was like, hey, man, good on you. You've, you've done what you needed to do with that place and gotten it back where it belongs. Yeah, unlike that dude in the white hat behind Norvell during the yeah. interview, just <laughs> shaky McGee. Yeah, that was great. Get get that dork out of there. Um, Yeah, like Dabo don't got a poker face, dude. No, He's no, You're going to see it. And there was yep. genuine respect. And it's because Mike Norvell coaches a tough football team. They were tough today. The hits yeah. they were laying down, Tatum Bethune stuff. The running game didn't necessarily get there, but – well, okay, let's talk about offense. Let's talk about the actual play. The 
yeah. the the surrounding impact and implications of this are mm-hmm. massive. You got this monkey off your back. You climbed over a hill. This was a legitimate hill for Mike Norvell, his players, the program fans. It felt like if you didn't get it done this year, when was it going to happen? And right. they did it on the road. I don't want to face him again. So let's talk about the offense. What do you think of the initial game plan? Where do you think they got gummed up a little bit? And I kind of started to feel a switch into what they were doing as far as like going more empty, spreading them out Ooh. on that. It was about around that second scoring drive, that 75 yeah. yarder. What, what did you think, Adam? I, I, Mike Norvell wants to run the football. That's mm-hmm. what his, that's what his, that's what he's built offenses on. He, he is a, I want to call him obsessed, but he feels obsessed with running the football. Um, so they ran the ball 18 times today. They threw it 39 times. I, I think you're right. I thought middle of the second quarter, he realized we're not running the ball. And I and I think a lot of people were frustrated. They kept running the ball on second down. It was second and long quite a bit. They kept, they kept running the ball. Yeah, yeah. I don't – those play calls are oftentimes you're trying to set yourself up for a more successful third down and then a fourth down opportunity. You're also setting up um, – you're also building habits that you're hoping to get play calls later on in the game that you can that you can get shot plays off of, off of play action or whatnot. So those play calls aren't always – sometimes they're a wash. You're hoping to bust one. Um, but I, but I, I think that they're they're trying to – they're trying to stay patient with it there, but they're also trying to stay patient with the game flow. Yes. You're in a close game. You're not getting blown out. Um, I think you know, for the most part, you're not going to be able to run the ball against, against that defense. But they're just staying patient with it, trying to make sure that – they're giving themselves opportunities later in the game uh, to be able to call play action because you've run it six times in a row on second down. You're setting the defense up, those types of things. And you're also trying to give yourselves a manageable third down. I've got I've got game on paper pulled up here. Okay. So they ran the ball. They ran the ball. Uh, they ran the ball 18 times for 31 yards. I mean, that's pathetic. That's bad. And I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now that the run game's a problem. It hasn't improved. Look at the EPA, Adam. Minus 3.43 every single time they ran the ball. And I will say it's indicative. I think it's a lot of it's indicative of the quality of that Clemson defense. They're very well coordinated. Their linebackers are phenomenal. I thought that they were going to try to – they really wanted – you could tell they wanted to get isolations with their running backs and Jaheim Bell and Mm -hmm. like the tight ends and things like that, which in any other situation – would be a mismatch for Florida State. It was a stalemate, if not advantage to the Clemson linebackers. So that's yeah. a that's a phenomenal unit. And their defensive line got Jordan Travis. I want to say, while at the end of the game, and we're going to study it on film, whether it's a function of play calling or maybe a function of getting into habits that we talked about before, comfortable as far as vertical shot after vertical shot, sideline plays, and it, it won them the game in overtime. Mm-hmm. What an absolutely warrior performance, dude. He went out there. You could clearly hurt. Tough fourth down run. He probably didn't run it as much as we maybe expected. I wasn't expecting him to honestly be as dinged up and get his hit as much as he was. So what an absolutely warrior performance. No turnovers. And he put the ball exactly where he needed to be when it counted. He's a winner. And I'm glad to have him as a quarterback of Florida State University. There's stuff to work out, but dude. You don't got to work it out against a defense like Clemson, and you got a bye week to just kind of get a bye week to put some ice yeah. on it, man. Great, great performance. I, so I'm going to say is, great performance. I think this is solid. Um, you know, Clemson, they were going to run the ball. They were fifth, uh, 30, ran at 30, 38 uh, through 40 times. Um, I, I thought you did a pretty good job against a run game, against their base run game. Clubbent got a couple. 
they got a couple throughout the uh, second half. They, yeah, they got, they, got a, they, they got a couple. The second half. They, they get a couple counter runs in the second half where they kind of uh, they figured out some of your angles, and Florida State good, did a good job of adjusting to it. They were able to get safeties down on it a little bit more mm-hmm. and a little bit faster, but they were able to get a couple chunk runs in the second half. But I thought for the most part, you handled their run game well. Like Shipley just didn't go off. He's going to get his. He's going to find opportunities. He's going to he's going to be successful in the game. But he didn't go off. Do you have his numbers? Do you have his total numbers? Yeah. Let's see. So in the running game, he was eighteen for sixty-seven. So it's about three point yeah, I mean, seven. That's, that's pretty pedestrian for a guy that that yeah, goes Moffa only along to sixteen. Hold on. What is uh, Moffa was ten for sixty-nine. A lot of that is indicative of that long play that he had yeah. receiving four for thirty-eight. So I mean. I mean, that's that that's having a day against 105 105 total yards rushing and receiving for, for the guy that is the engine of their offense now yeah. Clemson's receivers played better than I expected I think that tightened up once you said Adam in the second half with some yeah, philosophical shifts from the yep. defensive coordinator and they, the, and the they, way they also the made a couple made tough plays like they also just made a couple of really yeah yeah plays. for sure the Brown kid played really well. He's obviously super talented. He's going to be a player for them. The Stella kid, I think, also Troy, Troy Stella is going to be a good player for them down the road. Those are two two freshmen that were pretty regarded coming out. Um, so I think you're going to expect some stuff out of them. But the other guys, I mean, you kept the burning stool kid in check for the most part, Randall and Collins. Those are the guys that played the majority of the snaps. You, you held them in check for the majority of the game. And you didn't let them do anything stupid. Like, they didn't get the stupid trick play. They dominated the 50-50 plays all day long. Yeah. You went out and won this football game because you forced a fumble for a touchdown and they missed a kick. I mean, in the in the end, like they Florida State had no business winning this game. Like realistically. Well, uh, we'll, we'll see. These, it it felt like, numbers, it. like <laughs> it, it, it. Looking did. at it, like look, look at the look at the win probability here. Like, holy crap. Nearly it's over almost like 80%. And then it goes to 80% again. But I mean, that's, hey, that, that's why you play the game. You don't play it on paper. You play it on the field, and ultimately, Dabo's mistakes were not not having a kicker mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, it's a cool story, and they talked about it all game long. But you didn't go out and get a dude that you didn't go out and get a, a legitimate kicker that you could rely on. You brought a dude that was your walk on last year, and he wasn't your starter, and you brought him back. This week, like that's that's a fatal flaw as a coach. So um it's a weird aw shucks. It's like, dude, you went for the story over like the like you yeah. knew you got some close games. Like you're you're coaching for your life, dude. You you barfed up one against Duke that you should not have with the quality yeah. of this team. It's just an odd decision and one that I'm sure is being just absolutely excoriated on the Tiger yep. Paul cast. And I mean, dude, you can make fun of the kid you want. He he shouldn't have been in that situation. I mean, yeah, it's not it's been. not it ain't his fault, but I think it's just that win probability chart that you pulled up, Adam. That's the Mike Norvell DNA culture, dude. Stop. I'm going to put you in uncomfortable situations, and are you going to respond? And they did over and over. A play when they needed it to keep them in the game. I just – what a – what a statement of what Florida State football is under this coach, man. I agree. I agree. It's it's just toughness. I mean, it's just – it is just toughness, and yeah, I mean, the first half was just insane. It was crazy, but then it was like at halftime, it's seventeen fourteen, and I, I think I said to you guys in in our text thread, it's like it feels like LSU, like it, it really does. Yeah, I didn't think the offense was going to take off like they did against LSU, but it felt like LSU. It's like it just felt like 
you were going to find a way to go win the football game in the second half. The, the script was already written for you. You survived first half in their place in a hostile environment, down 17 to 14. Your offense has started to show a little bit of life, little bit of life late. You knew they were going to go in and, and make some adjustments. They were going to go in and clean some of their exchanges up defensively. They were having a lot of trouble. They were just bailing on some of those choice routes by the running back where they were getting switches onto the corner um, yep. and, some of their, and some of their zone stuff. So you knew they were going to go up and clean some of that stuff up. And that's really where Clemson was having success. That and just some junk plays. Um, they weren't running the, wall, the ball that well. They were just kind of getting some of that BS. You were able to go in and clean that up. You just said, screw it. We're going to bring the pressure. Like, if we're going to play man coverage out here, we're going to not trust these receivers. Let's just not trust them. Speed and let's bring the house. They sped Klubnik up like crazy. Um, we saw Fuller go to that late in the game against BC. He's now going to it again in the second half of this game. Like, it seems like that's his – that's his fail safe right now is we're just going to bring pressure like crazy when we need to. And you sped the game up for Clemson's offense. You made them uncomfortable. You got, you went and got the forced fumble or yeah, the forced fumble for a touchdown. Oh, you, you forced not, it. You it was just forced. Them, yeah. You just took them out of rhythm ultimately. Um, yeah. I like it. It was, it was yeah. a good adjustment. One thing before we talk maybe more about the the defense, since we focused on the offense. Yeah. I mean, the wide, the wide receivers, dude. Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, great catch yeah. on the sideline from Johnny Wilson, dude. He's yeah. really bounced back from game two. Keon Coleman, yep. he's – anytime, anytime yeah. you, you go his way, that's a great decision. I want to talk about the offense. We've talked a lot about Mike Norvell's versatility like year to year. You think of those Memphis teams when he didn't necessarily have a good quarterback and a great running back like the Daryl Henderson years. He would run it down your throat. can kind of switch and adapt towards his personnel. Have we ever seen a Mike Norvell adapt to a completely air-based offense? I think, what do we think of this offensive line's performance? Is this maybe an aberration against a very talented defensive line? We're four games in, though, and I I challenge you to, besides USM, I challenge you to think of a game where they ran the ball effectively. Now, I'm not saying you can't abandon the run, but I think you're going to have to be more creative. But, I mean, is it time for Florida State maybe to consider, hey, you, the strength of your team is those receivers. Let's get they, a little bit more diverse in the route tree and air it out. If they're not gonna, if they're not gonna expand off their um, counter package, like if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna include Jordan Travis in that run, I apologize. We got kids screaming in the background. Oh, they're stoked, brother. <laughs> yeah, they're stoked. All right, yeah, beat <laughs> each other up. Um, if if you're not gonna start running Jordan, like you're not going to include him and you're not going to do some design runs with him and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you're going to have to, you're going to have to get into more of your empty packages. You're going to have to do more with your passing game and you're going to have to become more 60, 40, 70, 30 passing to run. Um, And you're going to have to start building that passing game out a little bit. It just can't be 50, 50 balls. And I know that it's not, there's more stuff there. Jordan's trusting his playmakers is in in their one-on-one situations, but um, the running game seems lost. I, Mike was really defensive of it this week in the in the presser uh, when Chris Nee kind of asked him about bread butter plays. What are they hanging their hat on right now on offense? It feels like a 50-50 ball, and I, I don't want to go negative. We're going to look at it in the in the um, yeah in the film review, so I don't want to go after it too much. But it just again, I just don't know where the identity is, and that's a really good defense. That defense is legit. Like yeah. it's the best one you've played. It's the best one you're going to play. There's no denying that. But uh, I don't. I don't know. They, they they've got to look at it and, and make a decision on what the hell they're going to be. 
the talents you got the talent at the slot to do some damage and even make yeah. those vertical passing routes more deadly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But I mean, you're four and zero. They're doing what they're doing. This is, we yep. thought that these first four games, not many, nobody preseason predicted a four and zero stretch. Not when you no. played LSU and Clemson, no. dude. You did what you needed to do, and then some. You are in the conversation. You are a college football playoff contender with the toughest part out of, out your back window. Now you got some. You got some other. The back half of schedule looks a little bit more difficult than we thought preseason too. Yeah. But, you did your job, man. So we'll see how much that they do shift. But I mean, do we expect Florida State to have to have the to have the personnel to be able to run against good defenses later in the year? Yeah, I From think what so. you've seen. Okay, you yeah, still yeah, do. I think so. I think so. I mean, um, that run game is good. They're they're going to have. They're just not going to be what they were last year. Um, which maybe that was some fool's gold in there. I, I don't know. Could have been. They're not going to be like you can just line up and just absolutely dominated team. Now, not in the games that matter anyway. Um, yeah. Maybe against Virginia Tech, you cannot, we'll, we'll see. I haven't even looked at Virginia Tech. I don't know what, they, what they've what they got. But uh, the nice part is you got a bye week now. So you survive, I believe, right? I, I thought after this game. They yeah, had, I, I they need a bye week, dude. I need a bye week and a shower, brother. I can't be going through yeah. any of those. I'm mid-30s going on like 55, dude. My ticker is that I'm so, just. So the nice part is you've got a bye now. You, you started 4-0. You've beaten the two teams that you needed to go beat. Everybody circled them on your schedule. You circled them on your schedule. Um, so you're you're four and zero. You're two and zero in those games. You're in complete control of your destiny. You've got to buy to take a breath and get back. You self scout. Yep. You know that's the thing that people forget about. You've got an opportunity to go self scout right now. Um, you you can go. You can go look at what's going on. You can go break it down. You can look at your personnel, clip by clip, game by game, frame by frame. And make your decisions as you go forward, and you can start to start to not, not rebuild your offense, but figure out what's going to work. What are we keeping? What are we getting rid of? And that's going to be vital for them. They've they've got 14 days now to to kind of figure it out. Where do they go? Are they now a are they now a the balls in Jordan Travis's hands? Air raid? Not that they're going to be an air raid, but packing the ball, sets. throwing yeah. the ball, like really spreading teams out and, and throwing the football. Or are they going to stick with what they are? I think they're going to stick with it, but I think they're going. To, I think you're going to see some expansion of that run game. They're going to help it out, no, no matter what direction they go. Whether it's kind of more of the same, they have some time now to find a way to make everything life easier for their playmakers. And man, they got some good ones, dude. Number four, Keon County, my man. Let's talk about the defense. I thought it was a really good bounce back defensive uh, line effort compared to last week. They in the first half, Klubnik had a little bit too much time. I thought they kind of dialed that up. They helped them out, like we talked about last week, with some of those mm. pressures. I don't know if Jared Verse got a sack, but he made his impact felt um, through through screwing up the timing of that one. I, I, I don't know. Was, I don't want to call it a gimmick pass, but he was right in Klubnik's face. Some tackles for loss. I thought Peyton had a bounce back game. Uh, backers the, played a lot better today. The starting backers yeah, looked backers great. Played a lot better. I thought Graham that got, they looked great. Yeah, Omar Graham looked lost on the one Shipley touchdown late in the second late in the second quarter. Um, but other than that, I thought he played okay. Um, oh, he is what he is. He's a, young, he's a young player that's maybe not the most athletic, and he's kind of figuring his game out. But backers got a little more depth than drops. They were they were able to help out a little bit more. You know, the D-line wasn't winning one-on-ones in the first half, but they were doing a good job of controlling the run game. They were keeping mm-hmm. Clemson in, in situations that were not just easy go, 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 um, you know, in complete control uh, in, in the first half. And I thought that that was important. You showed 
that you could go out there and establish a run defense, which they've been able to do in every game, and they continue to do. Um, and they were able to do it with six in the box, which is nice. They didn't. They were rolling safeties down some sometimes. I thought they were playing a little bit of cover. They mixed some cover three in, or maybe it was their quarters. I, I, we'll have to look at it. Um, Got to look, dude. When, yeah, when we re- rewatch, there's so much going through my head right now. <laughs> I know um, it's hard to get it. It's hard to get it in a train they, of thought. So they were able to establish that they could stop the run with six in the box with a safety rolling down sometimes late, um, which is important. You know, you knew that you had to stop this run game. You haven't stopped it since Will Shipley's been there, and you haven't stopped it in seven years. You went out there. And you establish that they're not going to get free yards in a run game. They got a couple on you, but nothing crazy. No, uh, that, was, that was important. I agree. Um, and, uh, I, and, and Adam, go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, your secondary adjusted kind of as the game went on. They, yeah. they started. They start. I thought they started looking more comfortable, like realizing, okay, we can play physical. We can put our hands on these guys. Um, I, I thought that that was that was good. That was a good sign. I want to see them be more physical, start football games. And if you get called, then adjust back. Don't have to wait to the halftime to adjust forward. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, everybody was firing at him forward at halftime, and he goes out and gives up seven points in the second half, multiple, you know, a couple short drives for Clemson. You call the pressure that, that gets the turnover for score. Like, you get to stop in overtime. Did anybody, did anybody think they were going to get that stop there? I mean, no, not, on third and two, third and yeah. two, right? Yeah. 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 Like that's, that's the situation, dude. That's, that's a death knell for especially the type of offense that, that Clemson has where they are a high success rate. Your defense gave you the privilege of playing it yeah. over time. Your defense yep. won you the privilege of not losing that game. And now your offense, they, they stuck the, and they twisted it right off and right off and dab those little dorky face. <laughs> but the defense gave you the privilege to do that yeah, and have him collapse really in a catatonic state on the sideline, which made me super happy. I'm a bad guy, though. As far as the linebacker play, mm-hmm. ripped him last week justifiably. I maybe could have even gone in maybe. even <laughs> worse. Out of all the teams on your schedule, does any opposing offense put more stress on the linebackers than like Clemson, just with the way that they play and the type of running backs that they have and the athleticism of the quarterback? If not, it's got to be in that top quartile. And they responded very well on the road. I think Miami's going to test your backers. Duke's going to test them and Florida's going to test them. So, I mean, those are your three games that are left that I think they're going to, you're going to need them. I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, Tatum Bethune was a bad man today. Oh, he, he could, he comes at you on purpose. Whew. He comes at you with some real purpose, and oh, he just seems to be in the right spot. Um, yeah, Kalen played really well. DJ's playing well. Omar's kind of coming along, but you know they they just need to keep giving him shots. I just you don't need him in on the goal line. <laughs> just no, I wish they would take gonna... that rotation up sometimes. I wish they would <sighs> wish they would look at that and tighten those rotations up. But they trust the kid, and ultimately they trust him. I mean, they're going to put him out there. Just yeah, hats off to Kevin Knowles. Um, he was a yeah. major liability last week. Not so much today. He had a couple tackles. He's not the greatest tackler in the world, but he was in the right spot. He seemed to be um, getting guys lined up, getting guys into the right checks throughout the game in the secondary, which was important. I think it's important. I think it's worth giving him a shout out there. Um, Renardo Green is a bad dude. Like, physical dude. I love, bad I dude. love physical he presence. Won, he won that game for you in, in overtime. I mean, that tackle out there on the edge, that, that should have been six. Should have been six. They they had, had, you, had, you were matched up, but they had blockers. I mean, they 
That's a winning football play, yeah, dude. It, it's it a really winning is. football play from a team that oh, yeah. has we criticized for softness yep. on the perimeter. Yep. And they won it with perimeter tackling. It's so encouraging, dude. Yeah. It's so encouraging because no matter how good you're playing, winning in that environment, dude, they haven't lost an ACC game in that stadium since 2016. Yeah, I know. Since 2016. You had all the demons, all the ghosts. You had all the opportunities to barf it up all over yourself because history says that for us, but for any team going into that environment, and you ripped it out of their throat. You ripped it from them. You ripped it from their grasp, dude. So encouraging. I cannot wait to look at the film review, and I can't wait to build on it. Um, It was great. It was great. I, I don't think I have any other final thoughts other than, guys, you survive a nooner like that, a nooner overtime win against like a team that has just had your number forever. If your wife's watching this, hopefully she's not. Get drunk, dude. Get drunk on some Chattanooga whiskey. Sell your house and make a profit and play some football coach college dynasty and donate to the battle's end so we can keep getting people like Keon Coleman on this team. Amen. And soak it up, dude. Soak it up and enjoy, enjoy being it. a Florida State fan because God darn it. It's been about a, two weeks. Talk your we've shit. We've earned it. We've earned it, dude. Yeah, drop the nuts, dude. Sam Cassell. It's it's just, I love it. I love you guys. We love our subscribers, and I, yeah, doesn't feel like it sometimes with this team because of the stress. But I love watching a Mike Norvell coach team play. Adam, any Absolutely, final thoughts? Brother. No, that's it. I I want to go see my kids. <laughs> I love you go, guys. Appreciate y'all. I want to go lay down. Out. Yeah, I'm gonna try not to go have a heart attack and my head explode. All right, we'll see you guys. Keep this chopping. Week. Keep chopping. Love you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.